Hello. Good morning. This is Archers and Tea. I'm Charlie. I'm George. And we are here discussing the week's episodes of BBC Radio 4 rural drama, The Archers. And we've both got uh, a cup of tea, because that's what we normally do when we chat about it. I have also, this week, listeners, got some incredible biscuits. Um, So you might have heard Charlie dropping a hint uh, last week that I might have some biscuits being delivered by the Biscuit Fairy, uh, which I was was completely oblivious of. (laughs) I thought that passed you by. (laughs) It did. It did. I I thought I didn't know whether you were referring to our secret friends. And I thought, well, there's also that. That's kind of, well, I thought that was, you know, I wasn't, I didn't want to drop any kind of deliberate hints um, any more than I have already done. Um, (laughs) But but little did I know, on my birthday morning, I went down, I had a little package and Charlie had packed up, well, not packed up, but had, um, I, I had a delivery of some lovely tea bags and some incredible chocolate biscuits. Um, they're called Chocolossus biscuits, mm-hmm. and they are Chocolossus by name and Chocolossus by nature. They're incredible. <laughs> I don't know whether, Charlie, can you bear if I, if I bite into one so that <laughs> listeners can well... the sound of me? <laughs> Listeners, I, I generally don't like eating noises, but I think I can uh, I can let this one go for the sound of a chocolate to get the experience. Yeah, go on. Oh, <sighs> so good! Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll mute myself while I do now. <laughs> I am. Um, I have custard creams today, which actually, whilst not so fancy, are an excellent uh, staple. I think. Oh, absolutely no. They're a, they're a fine biscuit, but. I'm very happy with mine. Thank you so much, Charlie. Oh, you're already. welcome, George. You're welcome. I'm glad you had a nice birthday. Um, so this week on The Archers has been a little bit different. So, I mean, it's a funny that, that George and I started making this podcast um, around the time of the restrictions for COVID-19. So we were talking about the regular episodes of The Archers. It was all sort of post-explosion, that kind of thing. And uh, and then, of course, because of the crisis, we moved on to Archers Revisited, where the Archers were playing older, quite uh, significant episodes of the Archers from years gone by. And now we are back to some more regular programming with uh, current up-to-date episodes, but they are episodes that have been recorded during this lockdown. So they are very different in style, aren't they? They're sort of much more... Um, singular the actors seem to probably be on their own with a bit more of a, a what's it called a, a something of consciousness what am i thinking stream a stream of consciousness a, stream. a babbling brook of consciousness <laughs> a babbling brook of consciousness <laughs> and breathe <laughs> and so it's yeah it's a completely different style and i think um i think they've done a really good job to be honest it's uh, it can't have been easy absolutely i mean i think you know, I think we, 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 we would be able to appreciate how hard it is to just kind of stand in a room in front of a microphone and and just sort of, essentially what they're giving is monologues of their inner thoughts um, mm. quite often. Um, I think it's really interesting. I I can imagine it might be a tricky one for regular listeners. People have been listening for years. It's, it's, a, it's a very different style. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I've, I must admit, I've not spoken to my dad about how he's been finding it. Um but uh, I can imagine it must be just just very a very stark difference because I don't never before in the kind of previous however many years it's oh, it's been running I don't think would you be getting as many kind of like inner thoughts and and whole mm. episodes where it's just people 
thinking. I think it's really mm. interesting. I, I think it's I think it's a really interesting listen. Um, mm. I mean, it allows us to hear the arts in a completely different way. Um, and, it, and it also, I don't know, it kind of makes sense because character, we, we obviously hear encounters between characters in the arches. Mm. But so much of the time spent on the farm, presumably, is on your own. And as we've heard with you know, Josh, Josh on a tractor or, or David in a field, it's, you know, they must spend so much time alone with their own thoughts. And actually being mm. able to kind of hear those is, uh, is, is really interesting. Yeah, and it's appropriate to this current time because a lot of us are being on our own a little bit more or uh, having to mm. find solitary time. You know, if we only live with one person, occasionally you have to not see them for 10 minutes, otherwise you'll go crazy. And um, <laughs> so you, you just, there's a lot of space for self-reflection for all of us. Um, mm. Well, for those of us who aren't busy, busy working. So mm. I suppose it reflects on what we're going through in that they are all having this opportunity for self-reflection. As an actor, I think it's really interesting you mentioning that, you know, we might, we might be more used to this kind of thing. But also, have you noticed, of course, it's a different kind of monologue. So George and I are both actors and we're, we are used to performing monologues. You often have to do it for an audition to get into drama school. Um, but I remember the, the monologues I picked were, you know, large pages of, of script of speech but they were directed at a person you know so your your mm. intention is to convince somebody of something yeah whereas doing a trainer a stream of con a babbling book book of consciousness um and thoughts to yourself I think is a real challenge because you don't necessarily have that drive to try and convince someone with what you're saying it's much more uh, and along the style of amusing or a pondering so to not make that overdone but also still give it energy uh yeah. and not let it become sort of really lackadaisical is is must be a real challenge for the actors and um I don't envy them at all but I think they're doing a, a good job I know that they've they've adjusted it so Josh and David's are much more um babbling brook of consciousness Harrison mm. and and Tracy they've gone with Harrison's on the phone or writing something and Trace is doing her vlogs, which we'll we'll talk about now. But yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to hear yeah. next week and how the other ways in which the Archers are going to approach these uh, more monologue style episodes. Let's start with Monday's episode. So it starts on Lakey Hill, which I love. Yeah, I know. It's, it's nice because obviously still, even though, I don't know, not wanting to break the illusion completely, but even though we know that they're kind of recording these in their bedrooms, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's nice to kind of have the, you know, the, the sound and the backdrop of Lakey Hill. And mm. yes, it must be an idyllic place to be able to kind of, I think we both talked about during this lockdown, having places that you can go and walk to and get away to and, and, and slightly mm. get away from, away from where, you, where you're living. Um, and if, if you're, if your spot to walk off to was Lakey Hill, that'd be really lovely. Yeah. But yeah, so th this episode is, is all about David and Josh. Yeah, I think it's interesting they chose these characters for the very first episode, and I think it makes sense. You know, I often think of David Archer, you know, sort of, it's the eponymous family, isn't it? Mm. The Archers. And the he's the, Archers. the Brookfield Archers, and he's the head of the Brookfield Archers, and this is his eldest son so it kind of makes sense in a way dramatically why people would why they might have picked these two characters to explore um and also because they have a really interesting relationship one in which I think we can all relate to they have this classic familial relationship that you don't really get in any other situation where 
two people who think they're completely different from each other are actually really similar. Um, they don't seem to understand each other. But rather than with a with an acquaintance that you maybe don't really understand, you don't really get them. Well, you just leave that, don't you? You, oh, cool. I don't really get that person. That's fine. You can let it go. But when it's a member of your family, and when it's such a close member of your family, actually, the the not understanding each other is is a huge issue all the time, and it it can cause you quite a lot of stress. So I find it really interesting they pick this storyline. Yeah, and you, and it's one that you have to. Well, yeah, if you want your relationship with your family to continue, you have to get through that in some way. Yeah. I think it's also, I don't know, with, with a, a sort of a father-son relationship, there's always that, I don't know, there's always, a, by, by definition, a generation gap. Like, there's mm. always that kind of, like, young and old. And, and I think that the way, you know, and obviously different families deal with all of that in, in very different ways. But, but with David and Josh, it sounds like, Yes, they they are very similar people, but just at very different stages in their lives. Mm. You know, from from some of the things that David's saying about his relationship with his own dad, um, it sounds like he was pretty similar to Josh uh, when he was younger. You know, so, you know, thinking that he was being forward looking, and mm. um, you know, forward thinking with 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 everything on the farm, and and Phil was sort of stuck in the mud and. And now, and now it's that same sort of thing where Josh is thinking that that's about David as well. So <laughs> I, I completely get where you know why they've chosen this relationship. It really makes sense. Yeah, in this episode as well. So you're right. He talks about his relationship with his own dad. David does with Phil, mm. and um, and because this is the first episode of the week, you sort of laugh to yourself, don't you? Because he doesn't. You can hear him not getting it that there's yeah. actually a lot of similarity between him and his dad and him and Josh. And later in the week, he gets a moment where he goes, "Oh, maybe." Maybe yes. I need to understand a bit more the way I wish my dad had understood me. But at this point on the Monday, mm. they're just at loggerheads. Yeah. Because what am I, I think if I'm, I'm right in saying that Josh was on a forage harvester uh, when it breaks. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite well done, actually, because it doesn't, it doesn't tell us what's happened. They sort of just sort of gradually drops in what's been going mm. on. And yeah, it seems like it's gone, gone kaput, um, the, the forage harvester and... And I think David thinks that maybe Josh is pushing it too hard, mm. but uh, Josh doesn't feel like Adam's blaming him for it at all. So therefore, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's not his fault. Um, so yeah, so I guess Josh is sort of stuck in that he can't do the work that he was going to be doing, um, and they're worried about David's about worried about the silage. Is that right? Mm, yeah, I think David's mm. worried that they won't be able to bring the silage in, and Josh thinks that his dad is a silage geek. Yes. Um, but also, I love I love jo Josh's speech. He sort of references that he feels a difference between him and his dad and mm. Pip and Pip and David and Ben and David they can just they can be okay together they're okay together I think was what he said and mm. and he just gets this feeling that his dad you know always responds in the same way to Josh and and he he feels that he's not the favorite at all and he even references this name thing yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. I think that was really interesting. And obviously, we, you know, it comes back later in the week. But it's a really interesting point because, you know, you do like my middle name is Richard, which is after my granddad. And my my brother's um, is Robert. It's after my great uncle, who I think I mentioned last week. And, and my younger mm. brother's is after my dad. So, so we've, we kind of all of our middle names are, are after somebody. So if you feel like both of your siblings have got a be named after someone and... Um, and you haven't, then I can imagine that might be quite, a, you know, mm. slightly alienating, I think. Yeah, and you just wonder if you belong. Yeah, because I think Pip, Pip is named after Phil, 
I think, because she's Philippa. Yeah. Which is quite lovely, really. I didn't make that connection. That's lovely. Yeah, I sort of had a little look up about it. And uh, yes, but yeah, but but I can imagine for Josh, it's like, why aren't I? Doesn't understand it. But there'll be more about that later in the week. Absolutely. So Adam does offer Josh more work with the spraying, which sort of to Josh proves that he isn't to blame. And Adam Mm. certainly doesn't think he's to blame for this forage harvester breakdown. But then it it sort of dropped in here that Josh would need to get his sprayer licence. Yeah, and he's sort of debating whether to whether to go for that or not, whether that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember whether it's in this episode or, or later in the week, but yeah, I, I, I was sort of thinking, well, why wouldn't you? I don't understand, you know, surely this licence is going to give you the possibility of, of, of more work. Mm. Um, and we sort of sit, hear his, um, why he's tentative about it um, slightly later on, I think. We do, yeah. Mm. And, uh, and that's really interesting because you're right, I would have thought well why not but then later we get some really interesting reasons Mm. as to why not and also did you notice George do you remember a couple of weeks ago like when it was still the regular uh, timeline on the archers we did a little prediction siren where Mm. we felt that I mentioned that I thought Brian might have made an error doing something with the field because he says oh do you know what I I was doing such good making such good time that I decided to drill this field and get on with the drilling and drilling yeah. the barley and you and I were going mm, Brian <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Brian um, and it turns out we were right he did drill that field too early and it yeah. meant that when the the ground ended up drying up all the crows ate the seeds? Yes, I think that's right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 interesting. I kind of, I was, I was like, I had a little look at, at what this drilling was. I, and I think, I'm still not quite sure I do do know, really. But um, but it's, <laughs> it, it, what I do know is that it's very important as to when you do it. It's really important, the timing. And actually, there's kind of different theories. And I think that there's, I think, similarly with David and Josh, I think with Adam and Brian, there might be a little bit of a generational thing where, Adam thought a certain thing and, and Brian thought, well, just, you know, do what I always used to do sort of thing. And, mm. um, and, the, and, and yeah, it, it sounds like he's had a bit of a boo-boo, really. Um, it does. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, because I, I, I've, I've sort of wondered what, what would the stories have been over the last few weeks? You know, they've obviously have to, had to ditch a load of storylines. And presumably mm. that one would have been a great storyline that they brought out over, over weeks, I'm sure, about the, bar, you know, drilling and the barley and all that sort of stuff. And they've unfortunately had to probably cut that and just drop it in as a one line um thing in one episode but it may be that yeah. we get it maybe we get brian and adam's points of view next week maybe i don't know oh i'd like that i think that'd be yeah. really cool so also in this episode we hear about how the village is coping with um the covid19 crisis and the lockdown um and i found something which potentially you might not have linked to it but i think it is pertinent is that david is really stressing in this episode about lasagna, about yeah. Ruth making a lasagna. And I found it really funny because it's actually, to me, quite an accurate reflection of some of the things that have gone on. Small things like dinner. And I know they, I, they might not be small at all, they're very important things, but you know whether or not we're going to have lasagna becomes a huge deal. And it's the kind of thing that you really think about all day because your world has become so much smaller yeah. that, that those things take on a huge significance and then how you're going to deal with the issue 
is yeah. it becomes even more important. We've done lots more sort of planning what meals, you know, each day we're like, oh, so what we're going to have for dinner this evening. Um, mm. And it's really nice in some ways because, you, you know, you're looking forward to it all day um, as opposed to when, you know, we're throwing together a dinner um, late in the evening because we've both been late at work and sort of, what do we have? Just kind of whatever's in the cupboard and, and in the pan. Mm. It's, it's, it's lovely to... Um, you know, to actually plan that, prepare it. And bless David, yes, he's he's just not after... I couldn't quite work out what the issue was with the lasagna. Um, <laughs> I, for some reason, I don't know, being in the arts, I thought, has, has he got some dodgy beef? Or like, what, 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 what's wrong with this lasagna idea? And all it is is that he just doesn't particularly like Ruth's lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like it's one of those classics where, you know, and I can imagine me being that person, I... I I have in my mind that a signature dish of mine is a lasagna, but actually, in reality, mm. I can never quite get it right. And it sounds like, yeah, she's either overcooking it or undercooking it. And he talks yeah. about going at it with a drill or something, doesn't he? <laughs> and then also in the village, we've got the volunteer delivery drivers for the shop. So Susan Carter's yeah. been organising that, which is really cool. That's great. They reference the fact that there's no need for speed watch at the moment, which is something I remember when we when this all started. You know, the the roads just were so quiet. Mm. Although I must admit, at the moment, we could do with a little bit more speed. I sound like a grumpy old man here. Um, people seem to be driving a lot faster. I think because now the roads are open, but some people are back on the roads around mm. us at least. People are sort of, and we've got kind of twenty mile limit around around our local area. And uh, there's a lot of people <laughs> zooming past our window. Um, yes. Anyway, sorry, that's, that's a little I'm going <laughs> off the, off topic there. Um, no, but... I'm I'm with you. It feels like we've turned into the autobahn, you yes, know, where people yeah. are like, "Well, these roads are free, so I'm going to be bombing it down." When actually, I want to say, "Yeah, but there are more pedestrians, so just be yes. careful." <laughs> so if Linda wants to come over here with her speed gun and uh, do a bit of speed watch around uh, West London, that'd be lovely. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's very welcome. And then um, and then David sort of has a little uh, pondering. He says, you know, there's no sense worrying and foot and mouth didn't beat us. And I thought, yeah, that's true. Remember when all this started, mm. you know, we were trying to remember that we can get through it and that we've been, some people have been through worse. And, uh, and it's sort of, yeah, and we had that episode in Arches Revisited where they had the foot and mouth um, yeah. outbreak in, in Ambridge and Borsetshire and, and in the UK. Um, and so it was a nice reference to all of that. But also we get very important information that Jill is well. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's that, that we, We're glad to hear that. I'm hoping they're going to keep all of the more the elder um, residents of, our, of Ambridge well. Um, I hope. Um, I'm sure. Gosh, I'm yeah. They're not going to use this to... No, I hope not. No, no, no. Oh, Fingers wow. crossed. Fingers um, crossed, yeah. Because well, she's Skyping Leonard every day. She's and great. have a weekly online tea and cake with the ladies. Yeah, lovely. She's nailing it. Absolutely. Um, but we, there have been um, changes of plans with, of course, Kirsty and Philip's wedding. So mm. I mean, this is another thing where I've got no idea what the original plan was, whether we'll ever find out what the original plan was with the storylines. Um, but yes, obviously the weddings, weddings had to be postponed. So um, I think we, could, we think that's probably quite a good thing. Um, mm. I sort of, I, I mean, going back to this idea of these kind of bin storylines, um, I wonder whether there's a certain thing where they, you know, it can just put everything on hold because that sort of seems what to be what's happening with all of this lockdown anyway. Everything's just mm -hmm. sort of going on hold and whether they'll kind of pick up, you know, the wedding 
Um, once they come out of it, I don't know. Obviously, slightly edited. Um, that's true. The Vince Casey's daughter's one has also been postponed as well. Mm. But that sounds like that would have been a nightmare anyway. So <laughs> David might have dodged a bullet there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Philip and Kirsty. Definitely, whether whether the coronavirus they use it as a as an interesting story point that means that she dodges a bullet in this scenario. Yeah. Because if the if the investigation continues after the lockdown is over in Ambridge and they get closer to the truth, but they haven't yet been able to organise the wedding, I don't know. Mm. Or will they rush to do the wedding and have the same outcome they were originally planning? It'll be very interesting. Very interesting. Indeed. Indeed, absolutely. So shall we move on to Tuesday's episode? Yeah. Well, Monday's episode ended really nicely, didn't it? It was kind of a, a nice did. positive sort of... It's going to be all right. Is it the birds are still singing and the cows need milking. Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was quite nice, you know. Right, okay, that's where we're going for the rest of the week. So, yeah, we come on to Tuesday. And like you say, it's a, this is a slightly different style of delivery in that here we've got, we hear from Tracy, who uh, initially, who is making a vlog. So she's doing a video. Mm. So obviously we hear her as she would be speaking anyway. It's not like we're getting her inner thoughts. Uh, it being Tracy, we are sort of getting her in her thoughts anyway, because she's not got much of a filter. Um, but um, but yes, it's very it's very much kind of like a, a real world sort of um, monologue type thing. Mm. It's quite refreshing, isn't it? Because she's got a, um, Tracy's such a good character for all of this, and she has that attitude where she does she does count her blessings, and and she says, you know, I'm really lucky that I wasn't in hurt in the explosion. But she's mm. also quite open about the things she's finding hard. And she's like, oh, it's really tough with my kids. It's really tricky. And I'm, I'm getting a, going a bit crazy. And I know it's not the serious, serious issues, but I'm still finding things a bit difficult. And I think that's quite refreshing to hear because I think a positive attitude is a great thing and a, and a good dose of it can be really, really helpful. But I do sometimes think that too much just feels a little bit inauthentic, but also can add a, quite a lot of pressure onto people to not express how they're feeling if if what they're feeling is a negative feeling. Oh, totally. Yeah, the best way to get rid of a negative feeling is to kind of let it out, you know, mm. like a bit of air and let it float away rather than try and bottle it up and let the pressure build. Um, yeah. So I quite enjoyed I quite enjoyed having Tracy in a bit more sort of upfront and just like, well, it's a bit, a bit tough, isn't it? A bit mm. tough. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know whether you will want to include this in the episode. Um, so this might be slightly off topic. But have you watched the film Eighth Grade? I have not. We watched it the other day, and it's about a girl who's in the eighth grade in America. But she she has a vlog, and she does these vlog posts, and she's like a completely different. She's sort of talking about how it's great. You know, you got to be confident. You got to go out and be confident. And you see her in her everyday life, and she's just the least confident person, and and doesn't. And sort of can't follow her own advice. Um, mm. I don't know why I'm mentioning that, but 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 there's that thing of yes, with videos and kind of anything you put out there into social media. Actually, we see a lot of the positive sides of things, um, mm. and actually, it's great for great from Tracy to get a little bit of like you know, honestly, it's hard. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. It's important. I think no, that's I think that's good. a really good point. <laughs> no, it is. It's really good because I think that with social media, particularly, it's quite a curated. Um, perspective of your life you know you put mm. something on specifically that you want to show you don't you don't show the the day that you're having a bit of a cry sat on the toilet for no particular reason do you and um and not so always. what it can do not always so what you can accidentally do is give the impression to other people that 
your life is 100% smiles and sunshine and roses. And actually that then makes some people feel really bad about their lives because they're mm. thinking, gosh, I'm not like that all the time. But of course, neither yeah. is neither is the vlogger or the social media person because they've only picked the bit they wanted to to tell you. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's really important. Whereas, yeah, Tracy, because of her potential lack of filter, is just a very honest person either way. Yeah. She doesn't really have a... A persona, a public persona, and a private persona—they're the very, <laughs> the very same. <laughs> it's just Tracy, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it's hard that that sort of. Um, I mean, I don't envy. Um, I, I like to think you know we're at a stage where we're a little bit older and we can kind of analyze those social media pages and sort of say you know that's not your whole life. Um, but I think that for kind of younger people growing up with that all around them all the time, um, mm. these kind of images of perfection or, and, you know, idyllic happiness, you think, oh, you know, hope it's not kind of... I, I just think it must be difficult. I just think it must be hard. Um, and yeah, I don't envy them. Yeah, I think them. it is. Yeah. Oh, I don't envy them at all. But also I fully, like you say, you know, we're older, maybe we are better at... Uh, mm. realizing or, or analyzing but actually it takes me a moment my first yeah. response always is oh well goodness my life isn't as good as that I'm not mm. doing a doing lockdown as well as that person and then I am thankfully able to remind myself that mm. I'm pleased for a I'm pleased for that person but b you know it might not be like that all the time um mm. but you're right yeah I hope I hope young people don't find it too mm stressful at this time Indeed. i'm also really happy in this episode because it involves harrison now i knew you'd be happy about this <laughs> I, I heard it i thought oh wow we've got a monologue from harrison charlie's gonna be chuffed to bits <laughs> monologue from harrison and tracy i mean that for yeah, me is, is a great day it's an ideal ideal episode so harrison's so we, tr with tracy we get her vlog so that's kind of how we hear her monologue um harrison is on the phone He's on the phone yeah. to Chris. Um, so again, it's kind of another device um, to be able to deliver that without it um, necessarily being his inner thoughts in the same way. Mm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's quite, that's nice, isn't it? It's not all exactly the same. Um, mm. And of course, her vlog is because she's beginning a campaign to be the captain of the cricket team. Which is bold, isn't it? I mean, how, how long ago did she start playing cricket? It was only a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> yep. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, thinking that it's, it's less time than it was. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we sort of heard before, um, uh, before the, these new episodes that she wasn't particularly happy with how things were being done with the cricket sessions. And at the moment, I don't think they, they, they can't really be training, so I'm not quite sure. But she thinks they should be doing more. Everyone should be training in their own gardens and things. <laughs> Well, that's such a good point because it's Harrison that says um, he's sort of so surprised that she's she wants to be captain because he says, well, it's a bit like fighting over who's going to drive when the car is out of petrol. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not actually playing right now, but OK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. I, I think he's just a bit nonplussed as well. He's like, it's a nightmare. Why would you want to be cricket captain? It's a poison chalice. Why? Why? Why on earth um, would you? You know, it's an absolute nightmare. So, but but she wants to be, and she. And to be fair, you know, she's passionate about it, and she she wants to make the team as. Well, we were discussing in an earlier episode about you know the differences, different merits of uh, 
you know, a winning team and a, a team that's enjoyable to be a part of. Um, but uh, you can't you can't question Tracy's passion for it. You certainly can't. And uh, what should she say? If you don't shake the bottle, you don't get the fizz. Now, is that a saying? I, I, it was brilliant. I love it. And I'm going to try and slip it into everyday conversation. But is that a real saying? Or is that just a Tracyism? <laughs> I think from now on we can attribute it to Tracy Horobin, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but their 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 styles are hugely different, aren't they? So mm. Tracy's extremely sort of she's got an aggressive agenda. Um yeah. and whereas Harrison is going for the for the solid and reliable someone you can depend on angle, isn't he? Yeah, which I think is 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 the right angle for him. I don't think he's I don't think he's ever gonna be somebody um <laughs> somebody wild and crazy with you know creative and original ideas necessarily they mm. you know i definitely feel like he'll be the one that's washing the dirty old kit um which he recently did so but it's not i mean it's 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 i, I don't know how political they wanted wanting to get with this and i don't know how political i want to go with it either but it's not the most attractive kind of exciting um campaign slogan um and sometimes at the moment in politics um people with the exciting um, campaign slogans are, the, are doing very well. Is that mm. is that fair to say? I'm not going too uh, <laughs> too close to the wire. No, I think that is fair to say. You're not you're not necessarily saying it's a good or a bad thing. It's just no, seems to be, it's true. That's just the thing. It that seems happens. to be a thing that's happening. Is that you know yeah. it, things don't necessarily need to be true <laughs> to be <laughs> popular, but also because um, she is promising a lot, which we get onto later. And you are thinking, well, where the hell is this coming from? But yeah. everybody loves an exciting promise, don't they? Um, mm. But she does She does make a point that she says they need to start winning for Linda, which is very sweet, mm. you know. Because Linda was, I think, training to be an umpire or something. And, you know, the cricket team means a lot to Robert and the, and the village need it, something yeah. to bring them all together. And I actually think that's fair, you know, particularly with the lockdown that... Um, that things that are bringing the community get together are ever more popular at the moment. Mm. Um, but then, but then Harrison, I loved this. Harrison's reading her campaign message, and he realizes that she's actually plagiarized Churchill, <laughs> which is fantastic, isn't it? It's like just the Ambridge Ambridge Village cricket team captaincy. <laughs> she, she's, I can't remember what the actual quotes are, but it's almost like, yeah, we'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight these. <laughs> <laughs> okay tracy i think you know calm down take a breath take a breath <laughs> yeah take a breath but you know what george like when you take things like that it's the community things you know we you and i think have both done amateur dramatics and sometimes the stakes the stakes in the amateur dramatic society of you know who's gonna get which part are huge and they oh, yeah. take over the whole village and they're talked about more than sort of international news items. Mm. And I think she's she's on to a winner, you know. You can get people to really care about the things that are going on in their backyard. And uh, and that's certainly the, ang- the angle she's going with. But she's also done a deal to get a new kit. And we don't hear at this point how. But I just knew. I was like, well, this isn't going to be good, is it? Ah, so we don't know. Ah, we've not been told who the spot. Right, yes, got you. Yeah, Yeah, that was was tomorrow's episode. Indeed, yes. Slightly worrying there. Indeed. Should we move on to Wednesday's episode? Yeah, absolutely. And we're sort of back with Josh. We're Mm. back with Josh, um, and we're sort of seeing his side of um, the the, the cricket captaincy campaign, um, to use a a horrible bit of alliteration. Um, (laughs) And... 
Yes, and it's it's uh, he's sort of I don't know he's just finding uh, as we've said Harrison's message a bit dull, and yeah. Tracy's is kind of you know he's promising some uh, interesting things. Yeah, he seems quite tempted by Tracy and mm. her captaincy, doesn't he? Which is slightly surprising because he's quite you know he's a you know he's a decent cricketer, um, and kind of and I would have thought that he was more about. I, I don't know. I thought he would have respected um, Harrison because he's, uh, you know, stalwart from the t- of the team. But actually, um, you know, maybe he does want to be a bit more competitive and uh, a new kit and all that sort of stuff. Sounds like a um, sounds like a nice idea. Well, also you're forgetting. You know, Josh is the. This is where he he and David differ. You know, Josh Josh is a bit more of a maverick. Mm, true. You know, in his in the way he goes about things, he quite likes um, something exciting. He'd. He, we hear about in this episode, you know, he's he's really been taken by the idea of working for himself and being an entrepreneur, and mm. rather than the the steady, uh, secure job. I mean, secure mm. as far as anything can be secure. So, mm. I think I think I see why he, where um, Tracy is tapping into his sort of maverick characteristics. Yes. Um, but then I love this that he's like, well. I've got to go on the tractor now and, and I'll have a think about it on the tractor. Yes. And I love that. Setting aside some time to have a think about it on a tractor. I just love that idea. Yeah, it must give you a lot of time to think. Like doing mm. that sort of, you know, once it becomes second nature, which presumably after a certain period of time it does. Yeah, it must provide you with so much time to, time to think. Um, and he's got to work it out. And and and, and we get, you know, get to hear some of those thoughts and... Uh, um, and he sort of, you know, does a bit of self-reflection, which is quite nice. Mm, it moves on to a slightly, yeah, it is nice from Josh, and it moves on to slightly, yeah, more of a deeper thought rather than the the cricket uh, captain. It's it's gone into well, he he has enough time to reflect and therefore go deeper and and realise, you know, and admit that he has made mm. some mistakes, um, and he admits that to himself, and then he really yeah. considers sort of who he is. And he says, well, I'd never do anything criminal. And then he goes, oh, that can't be my bottom line, can it? I, I do want to be better than that. Yes, that's um, yes, that's kind of a real baseline to be working up from. Yeah, it would be mm. nice to kind of be a bit, bit above that baseline. Exactly. And I think it's really interesting, you know, that like you mentioned earlier that, yeah, as farmers, actually, you probably do spend quite a lot of time to yourself, but also... For all of us at this time, when we maybe don't have, we're not at work or something, or we're going for our walks, and we're being a lot more solitary, there is time for a deeper reflection. I was saying to my friend that um, after a while, you know, if you're looking in the same at the same four walls every day, there comes a point where you can't escape those deeper reflections because there's nowhere else to go and there's nothing to distract you. You haven't got work to distract you if you are like me not working right now um and and you end up having to really confront some of the slightly maybe more tricky and challenging thoughts mm. and issues in your life and you have to go right okay what do I really want and who who really am I and um mm. and he does consider what he really wants to be doesn't he in his dream yeah and this is it this is this is the episode where he sort of considers whether he really does want to have uh, you know to go and do the spraying license because then that sort of locks him into being a contractor and, mm. you know, a, 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 you know, what's hired hand. Um, 
and he's yes is that just going to get in the way of of his dream and his long-term goals and i think he does have ambition i think that's something mm. that one of josh's huge character traits is his ambition um yeah. and that occasionally has got him in, got him into trouble um yeah. but it sounds like so is this where also we hear that um they've managed to arrest the people who stole the track trailer is that right that sounds right yeah, yeah. so it, it sounds that harrison so when we heard him in that episode the day before, he mm. were, he thought he'd been sort of sent on a bit of a prank um, patrol. He was patrolling the uh, trading estate in yes. Borchester, and okay. he thought his sergeant was playing a prank on him. But then he noticed he noticed some suspicious lads, um, uh. which, by the way, is one of my favourite moments of Harrison. Is when you hear him get all policemany. Yes. He switches into policeman mode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that one. And um, <laughs> and turns out that he <laughs> he um, he had actually ended up nicking the guys who were responsible for all those burglaries. So yeah, if if you think about what the story might have been had there not been a big old change, I think we would have mm. there would have been a, maybe a little bit more drama to this storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was thinking of Harrison the Policeman. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Darling, aren't we Very all? Very distracting. Very distracting. Um, so we also, we, we hear Tracy doing a bit of canvassing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of, she's she's calling calling around people and sort of trying to talk them into kind of sweet talking people. Um, she speaks, does she speak to Jolene? We hear her talk to Jolene. Well, she she has already spoken to Jolene, it sounds like. And she says, no, wait a minute. Yeah, she speaks to Jolene first, doesn't she? We hear her saying that she has spoken to Jolene. That's right, I think, isn't it? Yeah, and then she talks about Jolene potentially entering a competition to be a radio DJ. Yes, exactly. She's properly, you know, turning on the charm. Um, mm. Because, you know, she's got to win her over. Because last, I think, we heard with with Tracy and Jolene to do with the cricket was Tracy trying to tell Jolene not to come and play I think wasn't it well that's it we were on a we were on a bit of a cusp it felt like of their storyline where Mm. they hadn't been getting on because Tracy had been a bit naughty during all of the sort of bull Valentine's Day be it Ambridge farce and uh, and so they weren't necessarily getting on and then Tracy wasn't supportive of Jolene and the team because she didn't think Jolene was good enough but I think the last thing we ended on was actually Tracy agreeing to help Jolene, respecting the fact that she's a, she wants to win, yeah. and uh, said, "I'll I'll help train you, but also thank you for everything you've done for our Emma." That's true. Yeah, no, we did we did hear that mm, the luxury mobile mm. home. So I think yeah, one of the storylines we probably would have followed was was that one, and then becoming allies after mm. all of that, um, because of course when Harrison rings Jolene, it really made me laugh. He, he tentatively mentions that, uh, that you know, well, we are family, Jolene. I'd like you to remember that. And <laughs> you can you can just imagine the uh, the short, short what is it, short shift, short thrift that he gets yes. on the other end of the line from Jolene saying, you know, don't bring family into politics. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, no, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. It was very, terribly, yeah, it was sorry, very sorry. He sort of yeah. walks away with his tail between his legs, doesn't he? Um, that really made me laugh. But then it goes the other way as well, because Chris, who is Tracy's nephew, clearly won't be voting for Tracy either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I it just, it sounds like, well, I don't know, because Harrison knows he's in a battle now, doesn't he? He sort of 
he sort of, I, I can't, is it before the call to Jolene or afterwards? He sort of, he calls over to his sergeant or something, says, I'm going to need to make some calls. Because <laughs> sort I of went into the interrogation room to go and phone around people because he's suddenly a bit worried. It's sort of, yeah. some, I guess the assumption has been, you know, I'm the captain, you know, and that Tracy is not going to make a very good captain. Therefore, I don't mm. really need to worry. And suddenly yeah. he's thinking, oh, actually, maybe I need to put a bit of, bit of effort into this. Well, and not to sail too close to the political wind there, George, but mm. it is an interesting um, parallel of the sort of maybe a slight complacency from the people mm. who are normally in charge and who think, well, we're sensible and everyone will vote for me and nobody will vote for that slightly crazy person and actually Mm. (laughs) the slightly crazy person um you know works really hard at their campaign and changes a lot of minds persuades Mm. a lot of people even if it's not necessarily going to work out later we'll see um i think it's interesting you know you gotta you can't ever take it for granted absolutely yeah 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 spot on Mm. and you know we shall say no more on that (laughs) yes and uh but also in this episode there are two things i was gonna bring up one is that we find Mm. out who the new sponsor is and of course that is vince casey oh which is yeah i I don't know so we're gonna get more vince casey aren't we um he's he's a horrible piece of work isn't he i'm not i do not like vince casey he reminds me of matt crawford yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean actually yeah, and Justin Elliott a little bit. When what you know how you you said how like just Justin Elliott, there's always something in it for Justin, mm. whatever yes. he's doing. And I feel like we'll always have that with Vince Casey. You could probably never truly trust him. Also, the ki- <laughs> the kit sounds horrible. <laughs> Some sort of giant red something or other on it. Yeah, Casey meets. Casey meets. <laughs> yeah, it does sound mm. uh, sound That'll pretty be grim. Interesting. But you're right. You're right, though. Yes, he's not sponsoring the cricket team out of the good of his heart, isn't he? Is he? I don't think. No. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. And then we also get the reminder from Josh that Harrison didn't let Gavin Moss play. You know, he says that that's sort of one of Harrison's, uh, like, downfalls for Josh. And yeah. I, I wondered whether that was the Archers reminding us of that, because at the time, you and I thought that was quite an interesting move. We mm. wondered whether Harrison hadn't let Gavin play because he has suspicions, um, or, yeah. and whether it's to do with an investigation and that kind of thing. Because it did feel a little arbitrary, because he definitely does live in Ambridge. He wasn't, didn't yes. need to follow the rules that closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is currently, you know, currently, yeah. Yeah, and so I wonder whether it's it's something we're being reminded of because it will be important later. Interesting. Ah, prediction siren. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you and also get a little bit of a reminder from Tracy that yes, there are now women in the team, but not everybody in the cricket team. Some of the older older boys, um, you know, haven't been as welcoming of the of the, of the women in the team as they might have been. Um, there's yeah. still a bit of sexism around the team and uh, yes, that, 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 that she wants to kind of get rid of that, which is quite which is a good, you know, great campaign um, argument. It is. I was actually surprised I didn't realise, you know, but of course that is almost certainly true, sadly, that, yeah, a couple of those those guys have not been as welcoming as we thought they'd be. Um, we yes. thought the whole thing was over. Um, yeah. But then she's also, you know, it's all still Tracy. She says, well, I'm going to use that argument when it's useful to me but she's still going to try and court barry um with whatever he wants and whatever works for him yeah yes she's very smart she's running you know she's running a smart campaign she certainly is and it's so smart of course that she wins well 
Indeed, yes. So we find out that she's won. Um, I mean, I can't wait to hear how Ambridge Cricketine does over uh, under Tracy. I suspect. I don't know if I were an Archie's writer. I think probably they're going to do quite well. I don't. <laughs> I think it'd be quite <laughs> interesting to see. You know, I don't know quite know how, but I think she'll. You know, she'll shake things up a bit. Can't, as I always say, you can't get the fizz if you don't shake up the bottle. Exactly. Um, that's what I always say. So. It's what it's what you always say. I'm always saying that. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? It's you. I think it's one of those things where, if it was real life, I really would want Harrison to be the captain of my cricket team. Yes, if I was in the cricket team. But in in if I'm listening to a a rural soap drama. I definitely want Tracy to be the c- captain of the cricket team because yep. the uh, the stories are going to be much funnier. <laughs> and Harrison can concentrate on his police work as well. <laughs> can have more Harrison the policeman. Oh, and also she outed Jolene for voting for her. Oh yes, 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 yes. On the um, on the video, didn't she? On her mm. acceptance speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I can't believe. Yeah, it's just quite interesting. Her kind of doing these. You can sort of imagine that her kids do these videos or watch these videos and she's like I can do that and and sort of just decides to go for it (laughs) it's very sweet it is sweet and I honestly think we all need to be a bit more like Tracy Tracy believes in herself she has courage of her convictions she Mm. trusts her instincts she's like I think this and I I'm not apologizing for it and I think that's great I think we should all be Mm. a bit more like Tracy Harvey yeah it would be a lot you know if everyone if you There'd be no sort of like hiding what you think or kind of, you know, second, you know, other different agendas. Just mm. open, just open and honest. So we go on to Thursday, um, mm. our final episode of the week, um, and we sort of heard Josh being slightly hesitant about going for this sprayers license, and now he's definitely decided not to. Mm. Um, which, yes, by, at the start of the week, I was thinking, why on earth would you not? I don't understand. You know, just give yourself the option. But actually, it's it's more, it's he just doesn't want to get tied down into it, become mm-hmm. that sort of hired hand, and, and and once that money starts coming in, it's then very difficult to um, move away from that. And it's I think it's quite a mature decision from him. Yeah, I think it is. He's decided, you know, he's accepting that his future is his own responsibility, and so mm. he's got to take responsibility for it. And if he, if there's something he wants to do, he's got to make them. The decisions to do it. I think I've got this lovely story. <laughs> so uh, when I was, there comes a point in everybody's life, I think we have to make a decision like that. And I, I, I might have one again, who knows. But when I was about um, 17, 18, and I was applying for university from school, I actually got a place at quite, an, quite a good university to do a really, really cool subject. Um, and my dad was really excited about it. He was very proud because I think his, he's always really been focused on education and he was really excited for me to go to, it was King's College London and it was to study war studies, um, if you can believe it. <laughs> and um, I knew deep down that I really couldn't go because if I did, I think I'd spend the whole three years wishing I was at drama school and feeling yeah. like I was missing out and feeling like I was getting behind. So I sneakily looked up a course because I hadn't got into drama school that year and I so mm. I, I without telling my dad looked and, and found a course with the help of my drama teacher um a one-year course that I could do which would be a stepping stone and help me getting into drama school another year and I said to and so I I presented this all to dad and I said look 
I can defer my entry to King's and just try for another year and give this drama school thing a go. Um, is is that all right? And he sort of sat there and I really thought he was going to not be pleased with it. And he just mm. took a breath and, and, and he said, well, you know, the time in a man's life where you have to tell your father, no, you don't want to join the, co- the council. You would like to run off to the Navy. Uh, yeah. Because my dad had run off to the Navy <laughs> when he was 18 and had not gone to university, even though he could have and could have. And he went to Dartmouth and joined the Navy and became a submariner. And that was his absolute dream of all his life. He'd, he'd wanted to do it. He was fascinated by it and he loved it. And so, yeah, he had this moment where he went, OK, yeah, you have to follow your dream, actually. And mm. I can't I wouldn't be OK with sort of standing in the way of it. And I think. Josh, yeah, at some point you have to, what is it, stick your courage to the sticking place. <laughs> yes, yeah, stick it, yes. What is it? Oh, stick Tie it, it to the sticking place. There's something like that. And you have to, <laughs> we should know stick Shakespeare. Stick it to the courage. Yeah, yeah. Stick Tie your, your courage. courage to your mast. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you have to. You have to make a decision. You might have to take a risk. But if you don't and you realise that you're going to regret it, um, you'll only have yourself to blame. You actually can't blame other people for that because you've always had the power to make that choice. If you're priv- privileged enough to do so, I must add. Yeah. I don't know whether it's it's uh, I don't know whether it's a um, just a kind of pity slogan or something that somebody wise once said. But you know, you, you're always going to regret the things you don't do more than the things regret the things you do do. Um, um, George Haynes, that is a quote what? from The Archers. <laughs> Is it? Oh, no. <laughs> it's in the. It's in the pre- it's, it, He's quoting somebody else, but Harrison quoted in his, the previous episode. He says somebody wrote that in twenty years' time you'll look back and you'll regret <laughs> the things you didn't do more than the things you did do. That's clearly why it's at the front of my mind. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh God, I eat, <laughs> sleep, and breathe the archers. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be. No, worse. no, absolutely. But yeah, but I think that's. I think it's. But I think it's. It's hard for a parent in that position because you all parents want the best for their kids and they might have a slightly different idea of what is best for their kids. And, and I think mm. that's what we see with with David and Josh. And um, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm lucky that I've had extremely supportive parents all my life. And that's been that's been amazing. And I've, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do the amazing things that I've done without that. Um, and I think I think it sounds like. David is sort of seeing Josh's side of it um, by yeah. by Thursday's episode, which I think is is nice. It's kind of it's a it's a really lovely end to the week. Considering where we started the week with them saying how different they are um, throughout this episode, we see little bits where they they're, they're on the same page. Well, indeed, because he's been he's been tasked to find the parts for that forage harvester, and at first he's like, "Oh God, Dad's making me do this." going to be really hard (laughs) but then he takes a moment and he realizes well maybe actually it's because dad has faith in me and dad thinks I can do it so I should probably make the most of that and and David is so proud isn't he I mean he's he's just like oh look at my son wow the gift of the gab you know if anyone can do it Josh can do it and yeah I thought that was really sweet and it, it made me think how we all need to kind of I don't know assume the best of people and not assume their motives and and at the same time we need to take opportunities to to compliment our friends and family even if there's not necessarily mm. a reason because maybe if he said that a little bit more often to josh josh mm. might not feel as um angsty but also if josh stopped thinking the worst of his dad then he his dad might feel a bit less 
defensive. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not a, a family counsellor, but I feel like a bit of talking could help here. I think so. And, then, and I think David in one of the episodes, doesn't he, says, it wasn't like with my dad. With my dad, I could never go and talk to him, but Josh knows he can come and talk to me, sort of thing. <laughs> and and Josh doesn't know. Like, we hear that Josh <laughs> sort of feels like David's very hard to approach. So it's, yeah, it's that kind of lack of communication, I think. And uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's great that, Josh does manage it and, and David does just have complete faith in him being able to do it um, and it's, it's really nice we sort of hear that they've they shared a flask um, oh. with each other which is lovely isn't it that's really sweet there's sometimes a physical thing like that can mean mm. more than words can't it um, mm. particularly with writing actually I find you know putting an action into to a piece of to a scene can can convey quite a big message action like sharing a flask because um, you know, you know, if two people have fallen out and they're sort of sat next to each other on a bench and they're angry with each other, but then one of them offers the other some crisps out yeah. of their crisp packet, then you know that everything's going to be all right. And I thought sharing the flask was a lovely detail. And of yeah. course, as you mentioned um, just earlier, that they do start to think, you know, Josh says, well, maybe I am a bit like dad, but I don't actually mind. Yeah. He seems to be quite pleased that maybe they share a, a resemblance, at least at the same age. And yes. of course, he discovers the uh, he discovers the the origin of his name, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now I don't know whether this, I don't know. Presumably, given that we we've heard Josh since he was born, whether older listeners will might be able to tell us. But um, was is this true, or have they sort of added this in? But it's really lovely, yeah. isn't it? It's kind of they David was so Josh looked so similar to David that actually they nicknamed him Junior Me, um, which then became JM for short, and found that they had to kind of find names that fitted J and M. Um, and that's where mm-hmm. Joshua Matthew came from, which is, I don't know, consider, you know, when we went from the start of the week, from Josh wondering, oh, you know, for goodness sake, why, you know, why don't I and I named after anybody in the family, um, Pip and Ben are, but actually he, uh, he absolutely is. And his link is almost the strongest out of the three of them. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's the, um, it's something that again has happened quite a bit in lockdown. There's ability sort of now there's a bit of space to kind of um talk to family members on the phone and you make a bit of an effort and actually you might not have a lot to talk about because maybe not a lot's going on mm. and so in your personal lives anyway and so um you can I've, I've noticed me and my dad sort of talking a bit about well what was it like before I was born when you did this and tell me about that a bit mm. more and and actually we're all kind of got the opportunity to connect to uh, our history and our heritage a bit more which is which Maybe we should be taking more advantage of it, I don't know. Um, but I really mm. noticed in this in this episode, David's back on Bakey Hill and, you know, it's, he's talking about how the environment basically is getting some time to recover. But I think also he refers to Josh in this episode as Joshy. Yes, he does, doesn't he? He's very yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. That's a, that was a really nice moment. And, and David sort of accepts Josh's... I think I'm not sure that David completely agrees with Josh's decision. Um, in terms mm. of not going, he's, I think he thinks that the spray license would be a good thing to go for, but mm. he accepts it and reflects that it's the right decision for Josh, and yeah. and that actually he's shown that if he if you know, he's got the gift of the gab to get these spare parts for the forage harvester and uh, and get a decent deal on them, um, then he's obviously got some skills that David himself might not necessarily have, and uh, I think you know it's 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 recognising those similarities, but also those differences where. Um, 
you know, you've made a different decision to what I would have made because of your different skill sets, and that that makes sense for you. So mm. I think both of those sides of things are, you know, it, the similarities, but also the differences are, are, are really important in a, you know, one of those father-son relationships. Mm. Oh, that's lovely, George. Yeah, mm. I'm also really excited about him starting an egg business. I think that's mm. lovely. You know, bringing that back up and. He mentioned in the earlier episode that he he you know realizes he didn't treat Neil very well. So hopefully maybe he'll have the ability mm. to stand up and apologize to Neil about something like that. And then and it, won't this involve Jill because of she has hens? So I think it well, could be really nice. Yeah, because he he talk, talks about the fact that he's repaired the the fence, um, so there won't be any foxes getting in. Now, am I misremembering the storyline? But did uh, Josh let the fox get in? to the hens didn't he is that because is, he'd was it josh he'd, or was it ben was it ben oh yes because you're right it was ben because that was why ben got the sheepdog i think is that right because he uh, to sort of learn a bit of responsibility i think you might be right oh yeah that that makes sense i'm being harsh to josh there i think oh no but then but then oh i'm not sure somebody is gonna have to let us know which one it was because there's a part of me that seems to i feel like i can Imagine it also being Josh, but yes, you're right. Maybe yeah. we're being a bit unfair. Um, yeah, can't quite remember. Um, but yes, so, so this idea of a kind of an egg business, I think is yeah. I think it, it's it's his entrepreneurial creative spirits also coming out, isn't it? Um, which mm. is fab. And actually, in these times, you know, a good local egg business uh, with free yeah. range happy happy chickens yeah. uh, might be something that people are really keen on. Yeah. Sort of pursuing and, and getting their getting their eggs from a local business after all this is done. Josh is going to make his millions with an egg business, and David is going to make his millions as a international music star, um, oh which is which is which is good because he's got the leather jacket and the guitar. Um, and that's much, all you need. That's all you need, really. <laughs> I mean, bless. It's a really sweet moment as well because he sort of tells Josh about the idea, and Josh doesn't laugh. And there's this this really lovely. Moment where Dave's like, I'm so glad he didn't laugh. He kind of clearly believes in me. And Josh is like, Oh no, oh god, what's he doing? Why is he doing this? Um, but I tried not to laugh. I thought that would I be tried too not mean. To laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of quite a sweet misunderstanding, um, a, a kind of in a positive way, I think. But uh, yeah, he's he's hoping to do a bit of gigging, gigging at the pub, and uh, you know maybe maybe some people might want him to play at the wedding receptions. <laughs> I don't know. Gosh, do you think that some one of the uh, the writers of the Archers, maybe during this lockdown, you know, one of their neighbours has decided to to take back up the guitar, and, uh, <laughs> and they maybe lack a certain level of talent, and this writer is like, I'm writing this into the Archers uh, as a, <laughs> as a fable. <laughs> Don't just think you can play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> and then they'll have to try and kind of play that this episode very loudly over the fence. <laughs> over the top of the guitar music nobody's grateful nobody's <laughs> grateful you started the guitar again um yeah there's also of course an answer to, to lasagna gate um so it turns out david was a bit insensitive he made um, a comment didn't he oh, better yeah. than last and, time or not as bad as last no it wasn't better than last time. it was not not as bad as last time or something like that and and you know as i mentioned in these in these circumstances Small, small comments and situations and scenarios can take on a bigger significance in in our in our lives at the moment. <laughs> These yeah. things can cause serial serious problems. Yeah, absolutely. If Ruth's been, you know, Ruth's been looking forward to making her signature dish, her lasagna, 
all day, and then uh, David's made it a bit of a comment on about it, and it's uh, yes, it yes, it, it's, it takes on a greater significance, absolutely. <laughs> it certainly does. Um, and then this episode ended with something which I've actually written down because I thought it was so lovely, and it refers oh, yeah. back to what you were saying. You know, David having to respect that his what he might want for his son. You know, he has to respect that that Josh has dreams and he's going to support Josh. Mm. And he says, "Doesn't stop you." Oh, what have I, I've written? Partying. I, I think that's a typo. Doesn't stop you praying that your children's dreams will come true one day or stop you loving them for one single second. I might even remember to tell him that sometime. Yeah, it's really lovely. It's it, it's just a really, it was a really nice way to end the week from where we started the week with them sort of so disparate. Um, and then that. It, 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 you know, it's not like they've completely changed the people as people throughout the week because I think Chancellor David probably might not <laughs> remember to tell him that um, mm. because they he might not be that sort of a man and that and that's and that's you know that's just that's his his makeup as a person. Um, mm. But uh, it's 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 great to hear that that's how he feels um, and obviously he does feel like that because he's a he's a dad and it's his kids. Um, so yeah, really lovely yeah. way to finish the week. You're right. It was, and it made me think, oh, you know, like we talked about last week with um, sort of you, you rang your, you rang uh, your... Yeah, I rang my grandma, yeah. Yeah, and uh, after, you know, missing Joe Grundy and and I think maybe we could all, I don't know, ring somebody or, or speak to someone we love and, and tell them that nice thing without any, you know, provocation. You just, just give them that compliment that you think they mm. might need to hear. And that could be yeah. good for your relationship with them. A very interesting, a really interesting week. I think it's it's difficult circumstances to be putting together a radio uh, drama. Mm. It's been running for so long in in its own way, and and now they've got all these people trying to record separately. I don't. I mean, I don't even know how they like, have they done it without direction. I mean, what do they do? They have the director on the phone, sort of giving them a bit of direction. I don't. I'd love to know how they record it. Um, mm. There's a couple of videos, aren't there? Maybe so. Maybe I don't know whether they explain. That's it right. Her. The actors, the actors who play Tracy and um, the actor who plays Ben, have, yeah. have done a few things on Twitter. I've seen. So maybe we need mm. to look into that and yeah. see if they give us a bit of an insight. Because yeah, as actors, I'm fascinated about how this works. And um, but I'm, as you say, I'm very grateful to them for making that effort and for the archers to make that effort to to give people something to listen to um, mm. during this time and and keep making work I you know it can't be easy yeah so, uh, yeah very grateful indeed yeah I hope sort of long you know long-term listeners are appreciate like I don't I, I don't know I mean I'd be interested to hear how people are finding it I think it's just it's a very different thing um and mm. it's 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 not what the archers normally is um but you know it's it's uh, I think it's a, it's an interesting undertaking nonetheless and uh, I certainly enjoyed it yeah I've really enjoyed it as well I wouldn't blame anyone for finding it a bit difficult or a bit a bit odd and a bit of a challenge mm. to listen to but I do hope yeah. people persevere and yeah and just know that it's just different so it's okay yeah. to get a different thing from it we will certainly persevere we'll be back we next certainly week. will yes and uh yes have a have a lovely week charlie and, and everyone have a fab fab week look after yourselves stay safe and healthy um we can start sort of we can start seeing sort of six people outside for monday um i don't know whether you've got any 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 five other people lined up <laughs> ready for monday at nine o'clock monday nine o'clock be out there in the park 
Yeah, we've got a we've got a steady stream. You know, we have one person, then we get rid of that person, we bring another person in. You know, at the yeah. end of the queue, con- a constant stream of five <laughs> people at a time. That's right. <laughs> well, indeed, I'm looking forward to seeing people, but I'm also looking forward to hearing next week's episodes of the Archers, and we'll see you guys next week, or you guys, you guys will hear us next week. Yes, as we make another episode of Archers and Tea. Absolutely, and I've got another chocolate losses biscuit to have, so I'm going to tuck it to that now. So. <laughs> oh, rubbing it in <laughs> alright bye everyone bye everyone bye I want that chocolate biscuit <laughs>